0: Hey, Asahi, want to go to the mall and find some relics or something? <sighs> we did that yesterday, Danashi. What about going to Shinjuku Park and watching some angels and demons fight? Man, that got boring a month ago. <sighs> Living in this rock dome version of Tokyo sucks. I wish there was more to do.
1: Ha ha ha! Then you're in luck, kid! For tis I, the Irish clan, Dalgda. I'm going to make you my god slayer! <sighs> Another washed-up old deity wants us to go kill
0: God. What year do you think it is? Nineteen ninety-four. Okay, boomer. Oh, you mean you guys don't want to go kill God, I you were just complaining about
1: being bored? <sighs> Whatever, Grandpa. Go back to your
2: nog and go find your walker. Come on, kids these days.
3: This week on Buzzfeed, are millennials killing the dethrone and kill God industry? The answer may surprise you.
1: is RBG backtrack RBGamer's gamers official retro gaming podcast covering titles from the early days of pc gaming right up through the consoles of yesteryear join hosts kelly ryan matt mason and the estimable mike Minky, as they and their guests tell you what to borrow what to buy and what to relegate to that big backlog in the sky
2: Hello and welcome to RPG Backtrack, your regular deep dive into your favorite RPGs. We are a production of RPGamer.com, bringing you such fine podcasts like RPG Cast, which is your news show, Q&A Quest, which is your feedback show, and we are the Nostalgia Show. I am your host, Kelly Ryan, and with me, as always, is uh, watching a football game right now, Mr. Matt Mason.
1: And channeling my inner Paul. Oh, right. Because it's <laughs> swing between but yes. our...
2: Irish, and, hey, accents are hard.
1: <laughs> they, they are. And who, who scheduled a podcast on opening night of the NFL season? Come on,
2: come on. Me, uh, <laughs> Yeah, my, my sister from another podcast is here with us, Anna-Marie Privateer. Hello. And we've got other awesome guests, uh, Cassandra Ramos. Hello, everybody. And a Q&A Quest alumni, David McBurney.
4: <laughs> Excuse me, I prefer... Uh, pro, uh, co-god of Q&A quests.
2: Okay. Uh, if, that, if that pisses Wheels off, I'm more than happy to call you that.
4: <laughs> no, no, it's just, it's just very good for, uh, well, I didn't realize that you and Wheels had some sort of feud going on, but...
2: No. Uh, <laughs> We're I will frenemies. say, it feels more
4: I, fitting for an SMT podcast.
2: I, I think Wheels and I are more frenemies.
4: Interesting, interesting.
2: It, it started when I was gushing about um, 13 Sentinels and he said that I, I called it the best game of 2020 and he said you spelled Hades wrong <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow now have so, you tried Hades yet
2: I've tried a little bit of it
1: yeah, okay.
2: but 13 Sentinels was an awesome game and I can't wait to talk about it next year but we're not here to talk about 13 Sentinels we're here to talk about Shin Megami Tensei 4 Apocalypse or Shin Megami Tensei 4 Final if you're in the uh, Japan which is what it was called there and mm-hmm. I am chomping into at the bit to get into some SMT because if you listen to RPG Cast at all, you know that I am a super fan of that series, and I can't wait to play five. So it's kind of top of mind right now. And yeah, we all played it. Well, except for Matt, all played SMT four <laughs> apocalypse and are wanting to talk about it.
1: Yeah, I only mm-hmm. played the, the the vanilla version, the yeah. non apocalyptic one.
0: Oh, the bad version.
4: <laughs> They're not even the same game.
0: No, I'm just kidding.
4: the just name like is actually mildly name. misleading because it sounds like it's an update of four, but no, it's a sequel and a very different game.
0: Well, arguably, final makes it sound more like that, which is probably why they changed the
4: subtitle. Oh, probably, mm-hmm. but both are both are kind of misleading because it's just like no, this is this is not the same game at all.
1: Couldn't name it SMT four <laughs> two.
4: That would have probably at least made it more obvious that it was a sequel exactly
0: <laughs> you know mi- interquel, midquel, alternate universe cut through
4: it's, there's some timeline
2: final fantasy seems confusing but they've had the right idea all along because 10-2 isn't confusing at all <laughs> uh, Or Thirteen 13 but then they
4: turned but then they made lightning returns final fantasy 13 uh, what will they know how will they how will the people know
2: and now there's rumors of 10-3 being in development
4: Those have been for many years. I just hope that it has nothing to do with the extremely bad novel.
2: Oh. Oh, Sounds like a really bad fan fiction turned into a game, doesn't it?
4: I mean, it's way worse when you realize that the story that that novel sets up is, what if F of 10 happened again?
2: Oh, (laughs) jeez. okay well it sounds like this is a considerably better direct sequel than some of the square ones even though i do like the square ones i do love
5: them
2: yeah um that that being said we're chomping at the bit to get into this so let's have a brief musical interlude and we'll just dive right into smt4 apocalypse we'll be right back Welcome back to RPG Backtrack here, where, where we're going to talk about Shin Megami Tensei 4 Apocalypse, which released in North America on September 20th, 2016, so roughly about five years ago, give or take a week or so. Man, I didn't realize it had been that long.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: That that was my first year on RPGcast, so I was probably gushing about this game quite a bit on the show.
3: I think you playing this game and enjoying it might have actually been what convinced me to play it. Because this game came out like near the end of 2016, but I actually went back and looked at my completed game list. And I didn't start playing this until this uh, middle uh, February 2017, so it was almost six months. After release that I finally decided to Okay, gotcha
5: um,
2: Yeah, because I, I didn't play it right away When it came out, and I'll have a reason For that when we get into the roundtable But yeah, basically The developers just wanted to see what they could Do with some of the characters from the original Shin Tensei Four. And they had so much Content that they just wanted to make a Completely new game as opposed to an upgraded Re-release, which was what we all thought This was going to be when they were Announcing it and they added the word final to the title to kind of make that more clear. And yeah, they pretty much took all the problems that everybody had with the first game and just did this bit shine and made it, for, for me, at least 100 times better.
4: It's it's an interesting game because it, it's another one of those kinds of games that happens when a company is also looking mm-hmm. at their portfolio and being like, how can we pump out another game on a slightly lighter budget, but, like, the team clearly had a lot of ideas, so it worked out pretty well, I would say.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, I mean, this was, like, right before the 3DS kind of died. I mean, we got the Switch in 2017, the next year, which was kind of what sent the 3DS into its death throes.
4: Yeah, I I feel like uh, that actually caused a lot of people to sort of lose track of this one actually yeah see
0: somewhat not quite as much as uh, strange journey redux or radiant historia
4: the, those, oh god yeah like Perfect chronology right as the switch came out and they were just kind of a dead letter
0: basically uh, this game still had a little bit of time to get some attention confuse yeah. people
2: so i mean it, it plays pretty much the same as the vanilla smt4 but they did a lot of stuff to make it just just completely better um the main thing that they did for me that I hated about the first game that they improved in this one was actually labeling stuff on the map
3: oh <laughs> that by itself was a massive improvement particularly since I went back and was playing sm3 smt3 Nocturne recently and was like why did they not label
0: anything on the map
4: yeah like I, I you live in Tokyo you know where everything <laughs> is right
0: <laughs> I, I guess that's what the, that would be hey, what they thought. <laughs> (laughs) That people would do. I'm looking at the map in the original game, just like, where is everything? And like looking online at the labeled maps there to try to figure out where to go. I think I got stuck in the original
2: SMT4 for about a month. Literally a month because I just could not figure out where to go next, and I ended up doing every single side quest I could, and I still couldn't figure out where to go. I had the collector's edition that came with the guide, and the guide still didn't make it clear where to go. So, putting the flag on the map to show where the main story plot was going to be, why isn't that a requirement in all games?
4: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, fourth map is bad. It's still not the worst map I've ever had in a Shin Megami Tensei uh, adjacent game, but it's up there.
2: Oh, we'll talk about bad maps later in this game, though, let me tell you. Um, but yeah, some of the other improvements. Um, Dodga re- revives the main character for free when you die. Um, they made recruiting demons a lot easier. They made fusing demons a lot easier see what else i I wrote down a whole bunch of things um you can actually like move around your skills which you couldn't in the original game
4: (laughs) yeah that was weird (laughs) you
2: know just just dumb little quality of life things that you kind of take when you don't have them you just get really frustrated
4: there is a part of me that wants to see the improvements of this back parted into the original and just package the two of them together on like a switch card or something
0: hey i would be very Hmm? happy with that i'd be in well i'd be interested in it at least
2: uh, I'd be curious to see if they they would do that if um, Five did really well.
4: Yeah, I mean they just they just uh, did some quality of life updates to Nocturne and put that on everything. So
2: <laughs> the, I saw that the Mega fans on Reddit weren't really happy about the port of Three.
4: You've seen Nocturne fans? They're never happy.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That tracks. <laughs> But yeah, so um, kind of getting into the plot. So the, the plot of this game assumes that you played the first game, but it also, in this game, it canonizes the quote-unquote neutral ending.
0: Yep, canonizes it and branches off of it. Apparently, according to like some, like some of the notes in the game, the point of divergence from this game and the original SMT4 is whether or not Nanashi... well, yeah, accepts a certain offer, which I guess we'll get into soon, but that's like, that's what decides whether or not this game happens or SMT4 happens. Uh, Did did Nanashi show up in the 4 at all? Not at all, no. No. Okay, I didn't think so. Um, And and yeah, just
2: a brief summary of 4. You're a samurai. You get a demon-summoning computer and start going into this labyrinth, and, oh, surprise, there's Tokyo been buried the
3: whole time.
4: I do want to briefly bring up that... uh... (laughs) Like part of the way you can tell that Nana- Nanashi does not show up in the original game is that Nanashi just means nameless.
0: Oh, well then. <laughs> Had no idea.
4: Yeah. Uh, but yeah. It was a very yeah. odd choice to make this uh, a game that is mostly a sequel to 4, but in doing so also has to completely rewrite, oh, essentially, the ending it's a sequel to. Yeah, and it's a separate
0: universe.
3: I like the way that they handled that, though, because um, if you played SMT4, it gave you sort of a new glimpse into existing characters. And if you didn't finish SMT4, they gave you like a very brief primer on these are the people you need to care about. And this is the info that you need. Go play the
0: game. Yeah. And I think you could follow the story if you haven't played SMT4 at all. I didn't.
3: Well, I mean, I played up to getting to Tokyo and then I was like, I can't read anything in this map. I'm out here.
0: I did the law ending, so at least I finished the, the Dark game.
2: I mean, I finished four, but I couldn't be asked to tell you what happened,
0: in uh, Yeah, neither. I just vaguely remember, yeah, they, they, the samurai go up to Tokyo, and then they find out what's going on, and then you have to decide whether to side with the law faction or the chaos faction— and if you know what you're doing, you could get the neutral ending. And apparently, it was really hard.
4: I did. It's a frustrating ending to get because it requires you to essentially land in the middle of the game's entire like invisible moral alignment compass. But the uh, last decision that you make has no neutral option. So if you're too neutral at the end of the game, and then it forces you into that last decision, that will be enough points one way <laughs> or the other to get you onto <laughs> the other paths. Yeah.
3: Ugh. And that is kind of a another. That is included in SMT4 Apocalypse as well, although it is a l- considerably more malleable than it is in SMT4. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, the choices in Apocalypse are pretty much just straight. Would you rather this or this?
3: They're very well, determined. Y- yes <laughs> and no, and so the invisible alignment system is based off of a bunch of things um, that happen in battles, um, and so you may have. Um, received boons or taken penalties without even realizing it because one of the things it does is if you agree to let a demon suck on um, someone's hit points other than your own, you actually take a hit towards your dark and light rating. Oh. Yeah, and like I talking to people about this, I think no one knows about like this hidden light and dark system because in SMT4A, it is so forgiving um, that it it kind of
0: doesn't matter.
4: Yeah, well it's forgiving and, and it, it's, it's punishing it's not and it's a permanent point, I don't think. Well, either. It's it's a,
0: it's a it's punishing as well. Because if you go to one side and then quickly change your mind and go to the other, you'll in that bat in a determining battle, you'll be either all your demons will be taken away or all your items will be taken away. So it's not completely unpunished, just not like punishing you by giving you the uh, an ending you didn't want right yeah or oh, are way like to
4: recover Noct- from the punishment
0: kind of like what nocturne
2: did for me which made me hate that game for the longest time
4: <laughs> that game's mean all the time though
2: that's,
5: that's true <laughs>
4: but, yeah i mean like you it it will punish you only in the sense of if you ask act grotesquely out of character at that last decision then mm-hmm. it will, like, kind of call you out for trying to sort of have your cake and eat it, but...
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, just kind of get, getting into the plot just a little bit. So, you start out in the post-apocalyptic Tokyo, and the main character is killed by demons, um, partially in, like, the opening trailer and also just in the game as a whole. And, just like
4: every time I start an SMT game. <laughs> yeah.
2: And in the afterlife, this demon named... Di- Dagda offers to Resurrect your main character In exchange for his service as a god slayer And the the main character's default name Is Nanashi by the way which is what we're Going to call them um, and at that point, you're basically just charged with going and killing gods.
0: Yes. Uh, from there, Nanashi de- de- f- finishes his hunter training along with his childhood friend slash girl with an obvious crush on him, Asahi. Uh, and at some point, it's also also that decision that uh, whether or not Nanashi decides to take Dagda's offer or declines it is what determines whether or not, wh- which universe, which game happens in, apparently. I didn't realize that. Yeah so it it presumably in SMT4 Nanashi still gets killed by demons but he says no nah, no dog don't forget it and then Never and then you know the, the events of SMT four neutral path happen instead. <laughs> anyway, um at some point uh not Nanashi and Asahi accident like they, either accidentally they get tricked into releasing a deem, the demon Krishna. Um or I believe that if you decide not to release him, like you go to it this weird sealed tomb thing, and if you decide not to open it, Dagda will take over his body and make Nanashi open it anyway. Yeah. And releases Krishna and he reveals himself to be starting a new faction, Divine Powers, uh, which is made up of different gods from polytheistic mythologies, uh, such as Maitreya from Buddhism. Uh, you've got Odin, who who tricks them into going down there in the first place. Uh, later, they get Inanna from Sumerian mythology. And they don't like the Law and Chaos factions. They want to get rid of them and then create their own universe. Without them in it, uh, let's see here. At around the same point, in a little before, then Flynn is rallying Tokyo to try to take out both Lucifer and Merkaba. But that's Flynn is inter- the uh,
4: protagonist of SMT4 for the yes,
0: yes, thing. sorry, yes, Flynn, uh, the protagonist of SMT4. That you choose that as the default name, and he has voice lines along with uh, Isabeau, was is also one of the partner characters from that from the first game. Uh, at and, oh. hmm? Isn't um, Lucifer and Merkda just Satan split into two? Well, we don't find out about
2: that till later, but yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's spoilers. <laughs> so, sorry, the the plot with the angels and demons confused me very much.
3: <laughs> so, you're saying it's an SMT game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> So yes, um, I don't quite remember the exact order of events, but at some point Flynn is kidnapped and uh, they un- and then Krishna and the divine powers unleash this monstrous snake demon called Shessa uh, that is Devouring people to harvest their souls, because they need their souls to create a new people's human souls to create a new universe. Uh, The uh, partners set out to go and defeat Krishna and Sessa, they get other partner characters along the way, all of them named characters with a lot of personality. Uh, you meet up with a boy named Hallelujah, who seems kind of unassuming at first, and he has a, a, a actually an Ainu demon called Chirinopu. Uh You meet uh, Navarre, who is back from the first game, but he has died at some point in Midway, and now he's a blobby green ghost. He Wait, doesn't before. he die in SMT4? Yeah. No, it, it apparently, so this is, uh, you don't find out about it till later, and what apparently happened is that, uh, I, I do vaguely remember, in SMT4, Navarre... If Flynn helps Navarre to escape to Tokyo. He's not happy about it, but he did something. I forget exactly what that made the other samurai really mad at him and he needs to escape.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And then, it, at least in SMT4, Navarre at some point is spying on a hunter bathing in the river. Uh, and she spots him. He tries to run away, but he trips, falls into the river, and drowns. <laughs> and because of the humiliating way he dies, he can't go on to the afterlife. So it's the, and he realizes that Nanashi can see him because Nanashi is not entirely human anymore. So he sticks around, and he in ba- he mostly just likes to uh, get upset at things, make Starky jokes, and in battle <laughs> he buffs. The, he buffs. And uses items, I believe. The the comic relief, though, he
2: does get his body back if you buy the Beach DLC. Yeah,
0: I had no idea. Important.
2: (laughs) And and also, apparently being a ghost makes your voice change because the voice actor changed.
0: Well, yeah, but with that reverb, you can't entirely tell that's not Liam O'Brien anymore.
2: (laughs) I I know. It just made me sad because I love Liam.
0: Well, yeah, but at this, I I don't know the full specifics, but at this point, he can't do um, non-union voice work anymore, it seems. I, oh, I don't right. entirely understand how that works. Same thing happened with another minor character from uh, the first game that actually comes back as a major character, Nozomi. Uh, she was a hunter who became the fairy queen, and now she's back as a partner character. She was originally voiced by Laura Bailey in that game, but now she's voiced oh. by Karen Sassman. Also, also rips my heart in two. But thing with her, she can't do non-union voice work. I I don't know why, but yeah. I didn't know that about the union thing. But yes, so that's what that's my understanding. Some actors can do both, and I I don't entirely know why they can and others can't. No, but that that makes sense now. So, so yeah, but yes, yeah, so we had those two come back in major roles. Uh Nozomi's also accompanied by the old fairy queen Danu, who is um. In mythology, she's like this like this goddess who's largely almost entirely forgotten except for her name but is believed to be the mother of the uh, of other gods in the Celtic pantheon, including Dogda. so there's a lot of back and forth arguing between her and Dogda uh you also have uh, Gaston, who is the younger brother of Navarre and he, he's an arrogant so and so until much later. must run in the family, uh yeah. <laughs> that's for sure so much so that other a lot of other characters don't like him at least until much later no like him.
4: Summons demons, i, I, I kind of huh? like
0: the fact that he saw so- i do like that he softens up my but it, it does take a long time but i do like the arrogant person that becomes more humble and realize hey i'm a jerk and nobody likes me
3: yeah, and the great part is, is depending on which ending that you get, he kind of starts to become a little more self-aware about that, and almost crosses over. It. He's like, "Oh, I guess I'm changing too much. I have to go back to being an asshole."
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess he's just like, "Oh, too far, too much, too much." And uh, also have Toki, who I who works with the uh, Ring of Gaia, which was one of the fact, like one of the factions in Tokyo, a uh, young girl who you, usually wears this mask, although later on she loses it. Uh, very, uh, there's not too much to her personality, she's mostly quiet, uh, very, um, how to put this, like, she's very interested in making herself stronger, and eventually gets a crush on Nanashi. Okay, so that's the characters very uh, varied cast this time around I,
2: yes. I felt like the cast had a lot better personalities <laughs> than some of the characters you ran around with in the original four. I, I mean it,
0: it's, it's there's no contest like virtually all the characters, I can't really think of anybody's personality much at all in the original game. Maybe Isabeau to some extent but everybody was just like, they were here to fulfill a role and they were very two-dimensional especially Walter Oh, wa- and, Walter and um, Joshua, and it's Joshua. Like, Gee,
2: like, gee the- I wonder who all and wonder who the law is going to be and who the chaos is going to be.
0: Yeah, like, it's even worse, like, it's worse so than, like, Strange Journey, where, sure, you had those two that were also, like, uh, embodied the law faction, the chaos faction, but at least they had more to the personality than just obviously following one route or the other.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I do appreciate that the characters that came back from SMT4 that I recognized all had way more depth than they did in SMT4.
0: That is true, Mm -hmm. yes. And... Uh, But, and and, and yeah, that's uh, really neat. And they made minor characters more important, like uh, Nozomi.
2: Because have any of you guys played any of the Super Nintendo games?
4: Not for more than a few minutes.
2: Okay. Because in SMT2 in particular, they do the characterization so well, where it's not obvious what their alignment is going to be. So you're pretty much choosing from your own heart and not trying to do like, oh, I'm trying to cheese a law or a chaos ending. And when you're doing player choice like that, I find it more natural when the choices seem kind of hidden and you're just following your heart versus it being painfully obvious.
4: By all appearances, SMT4 was trying perhaps un- healthily to try to homage smt1 which is probably part of why it ended up the way that it was because that game i don't even know if the law and chaos heroes have proper names i've never seen them referenced as anything other than law hero and chaos hero (laughs) yeah
0: which which could make some sense that apocalypse takes a lot of a lot after smt2 as well
4: Mm -hmm. so i think Uh, that that was probably what they were going for Mm -hmm
0: i think you have trouble trying to remember the names because in the first
2: two games you could name the chaos and law heroes as well as whoever your childhood friend was
4: hmm. but i've never even heard of anyone referring to them like
2: like yeah, default
0: I names know, or something <laughs> and
4: and yeah
2: I, yeah oh i have i have no idea what the default names in those first two games either <laughs> i <have> always them. <laughs> named, i always named them after my cats
4: what's the law Is cat and the chaos cat
2: uh, I think Joey was the chaos cat, and Mo was the law cat. Important I think.
4: Information. <laughs> Shin Megami Caps, eh?
2: <laughs> hey, I think we have our title. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah, uh, that that's one thing I like about the SMD games is the player choice. But I also hate it when they don't. a good job of disguising the choices a little bit Mm -hmm. you Uh, you get you very much get into what sam Sam walker calls um eat the baby save the baby
3: i mean in this case it's not as much eat the baby and save the baby it's eat the universe don't eat the universe (laughs) (laughs) and like to me this this was such a cool premise because like normally when you have a video game, the bad guy wants to destroy the world and remake it in his image. But depending on which ending that you pick, no, no, it's not
0: the bad guy. It's you. Yep. Yeah. So, uh. yeah, to, I guess to just to try to continue on quickly, uh, Shessa gets defeated once, but it does come back again stronger. And after the second time it's defeated, Krishna is seemingly killed. Uh, the party then goes out to take on Merkaba and Lucifer, and gets rid of them. You can also get an early ending if you decide to side with one of them instead, and get like a truncated version of the Law or Chaos ending from the first game. Uh, if you have, a, if you want to end that early, or just to see what it was like after those two are defeated, uh, the hunters have a bit of a celebration, but then, and, and they also rescue Flynn, who was acting kind of strange, but they pay him little mind, and they have a cell. Oh, no. Yeah, they have a celebration, and then suddenly people start dropping dead, and Flynn reveals himself to actually be Shessa in disguise. He's been brought back yet again, and is even stronger, and doesn't even need to directly eat people. Surprise! He kills Asahi, taking her soul, uh, and then he, the, and then Shessa becomes the cosmic egg in the middle of Tokyo. And it's from this cosmic egg that Krishna, who is still alive, by the way, and the divine powers will create a whole new universe, destroying the current one in the process. Uh, when the party goes in to try to confront the divine powers one more time, uh, that and they're about to, Dagda then tells Nanashi that... If he join if he sides with them he can t- become the they could take the you know, sorry the cosmic egg for themselves and create a whole new universe in without any gods because as it turns out Dogda doesn't even want there to be gods anymore. Uh, this goes into this game's very complicated I guess uh, what metaphysics? If it, uh, to I put it simply, if I can remember correctly how it went, the reason there are gods and demons is because humans have the power of observation given to them by the axiom, which is the will of the universe. And uh, Dagda wants humans to be gods so that the gods will go back to just being part of the universe again and no longer squabble amongst each other and with humans anymore.
3: Um, did we mention yet that the voice actor of Asahi is Erica Lindbeck? Uh,
0: no, I actually <laughs> forgot that.
3: Yeah, and so I think uh, most people on here would know her as Futaba from um, Persona 5. Oh.
0: Yeah, she's but a... the
3: thing that I love is she's Barbie. <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> I did not know that, but
0: that totally makes sense Well, she She's it. also Selica from uh, Fire Emblem Echo. Oh, so yeah. She's a lot of characters. <laughs> Well, yeah, there's a lot of familiar actors. Uh, anyway, uh, so that because of that, Dagda wants to create the universe without gods, and uh, Nanashi has to make a decision. If you go with what's called the, ba- the bonds route or the peace route, Nanashi decides not to sacrifice his friends and the entire universe and keep going as it is. And in the second route, he decides to, of course, kill his friends and to create the universe in his own image as in humans being God or at least making him a God.
3: And it's kind of wild because like, um, I'm pretty sure that I took the um, bonds ending because I tried going down the massacre ending and like do- that was out of character for me. So like Dogda locked me out of all of my demons and I'm like, well, I can't do this on my own. <laughs> so I ended up going down the, the bonds ending and watching the massacre ending on YouTube because like he literally takes all of his companion souls and like uses them to recraft the universe, including Dogda himself. Mm-hmm. And like the like sheer lunacy of that ending delighted me.
2: I this is gonna completely nix the roundtable question later, but I ended up taking the piece ending where uh, Dogda's mom took him and basically like took the bad parts out of him to make him nice
0: again. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was. That would, but Yeah, I'll get into that too, but that, that's um rather interesting.
3: That's the ending that I ended up going down because it was the path of least resistance and it ended up having some really good story baked into that ending that yeah, you can only get in that ending.
0: Yes, and also it, it just seems to go more in line with the game's themes. Like there, it's, I mean, it's kind of, this is very unusual for a Shin Megami Tensei game, but there, I mean, it's <laughs> there's a lot of power of friendship themes in this game. Uh, There is. I mean, there's still a lot of horrific stuff going on there, a lot of greys, but...
3: But there is also a lot of friendship speeches for a Shin Megami Tensei game.
0: Yeah. Making it more in line with something like Persona or Devil Survivor than a a mainline game.
2: Yeah, you could definitely tell they were going for a little bit more of the Persona crowd with this one, especially with the beginning uh, Asashi being like, Dad, I want to be a hunter <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah so Dogda is defeated you defeat uh, Kri- if you if you defeat if you go on that side defeat Dogda and create a new more cooperative Dogda so Nanashi doesn't die uh, you later defeat Krishna and the egg is stopped and destroyed all seems well but uh, this mysterious figure which you've met a couple of times before Stephen who is a major staple in the Shin Megami Tensei game specifically. Uh-huh. Uh, ha- comes out and says, "Oh, you're not quite done yet. You still have to defeat uh, YHvH, Yahweh, God yeah, Himself." This, this,
3: no, no, God. no, no, no. It's not. It's scratch, 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 scratch. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, that's I, actually. I
0: think it's a need effect. Like, yeah, I I was reading
2: about it um before the stream, and I, I guess in Hebrew, when you're praying to that particular God, you can't say his, say the name out loud.
0: Yes, it's then- forbidden. Yeah, and also because they're not sure what vowels actually go into the, the word that's been lost. And also, I believe the language doesn't really have vowels. So that's why you mm-hmm. can, the name can become like Yahweh, Yahveh, Yahoveh, Jehovah. And or a record scratch. Oh, yeah. So instead they do like this weird, yeah, like electric sound whenever anybody tries to say God's name. Yeah, I
2: in my head it sounded like a record scratch, but I can also hear it just being a bzzz,
0: Yeah, it, just, it, it kind of sounds like a loud electronic device turning off to me. Yeah,
2: but I, I thought that was a neat touch.
0: Yes. So they have to go to Yabe's universe in order to take him on, which is the first time since, I think, Shin Megami Tensei 2 that you could fight Yabe directly.
2: Yeah. I, when I first got into SMT, that was when the whole hot coffee thing was going down. And I'm sitting there reading about how the Abrahamic God is the final boss of these
0: games. And it's like, man, well, the
2: con- the controversy that
0: would happen. Yeah, which is knew. They say that, but it's like, in only two other games is he taken on directly, Megami Tensei 2, before he becomes Shin, and then Shin Megami Tensei 2. Other games he's mentioned, and it might be implied that you take him on, but he's otherwise never really fought. Yeah.
2: And, and I mean, that being said, in this universe, all gods are real, so I don't really find it that blasphemous or offensive, so... Yes,
0: especially this, this, since this, this game you arguably sidesteps this by saying that the axiom is the true ultimate... The will of the universe is what actually created the entire multiverse. But it's also doesn't really have a consciousness and is beyond everything. And Yahweh is just a small portion of it. But Yahweh has rebelled against the will of the universe and has trapped the universe to be his own like his own playground, his own plaything, so that the universe that universe would like worship him forever. Uh as you travel through the very, very long dungeon, Yahweh's universe you eventually encounter Satan, who is the fusion of Lucifer and Merkabah as it turns out, Satan who in this game looks different from the way it usually looks in other games uh, is God's servant and separated himself into the, lo- the, lo- the the law factions and the chaos factions in order to keep the war going so that God makes himself look better and after you defeat Satan, Satan says, okay, well, I think I'll uh, watch and see if you're able to dethrone Yahweh once and for all. Uh, when you go and take on Yahweh, he's uh looks like Mr. Clean or <laughs> Sardon.
4: He just always looks Breaking. like that. And well, got me tempted for something yeah, like
0: that. I know, but I still think it's funny, the giant floating Yeah, ball. no,
4: he's just a big old head.
0: Uh, Hank from Breaking Bad. <laughs> And then you have to fight him, but it's hard, it's kind of hard to beat him because, well, he's God. So to wear him mm-hmm. down, they have to deny his divin- divinity. And as you go through the fight, you can have each of your party members tell him off, telling him what a terrible God he is. <laughs>
3: he did li- like that. <laughs> no, he did
0: not. <laughs> and it's actually pretty neat just to see them all bad mouthing him and... But after that first form is done, he is literally demonized. He's turned into this gigantic serpentine monster with multiple heads. and he's so angry at him for what they, they use their op, you know their observation power to turn him into that he says, okay, death is too good for you. now I'm just gonna punish you eternally. So in this form he's beatable, but also much more powerful. And after you are able, of course, to defeat him, but he eventually essentially says, "Humanity, people will still believe in me, and I will be back, and then you'll be sorry." <laughs> which he apparently says in other games too. Mm. And then after that, the you know, for at least the universe is saved, and Tokyo and Mikado, which is the uh, the the ceiling world above, start to rebuild, and perhaps they can take on Yave. Should he arise again, or? Whatever. And then, yeah, I don't know. Should we go back, go into the massacre route? If not, then we could just go on, I guess.
2: Uh, oh, I, one thing of note, I don't know which, in, I mean, I know you said which endings you got, but for me, um, it let me,
0: because of how I picked it, let me fight with the original SMT4 cast. Oh, no, you you still get that. I, I, yeah, I didn't mention that, that in order to defeat Yahweh and also to expose his weakness, uh, Flynn, you have to have both godslayers, Flynn and Nanashi, and Flynn's party and Flynn himself uses an ability called... Um, God Slayer Sword, which can damage Yave and expose a weakness, because otherwise he's completely immune to everything. Mm
4: -hmm. At complete random.
0: Yes, at complete randoms, And it depends on how lucky you get with that. Uh, Because after, I think, two strikes to a certain element, say if he strikes twice to fire, he'll be weak to fire. But if he's like going fire, lightning, force, you know, light, physical, once you will be fighting for a while.
4: And that is not a fight you want to go on long.
2: No. Yeah, that that can be a long and annoying fight. It, yeah. it definitely felt long when I was re-playing uh, through it.
0: Yeah I, I, yeah, I got lucked out and I believe exposed a weakness to physical pretty early on. And I had Shiva, so he, that took him down pretty easily. <laughs>
4: It gets really bad if, like, uh, one thing that can happen is that Flynn's party is typically not as well prepared for a long fight as your own. But Flynn's party can die and the fight will keep going. It just means Yave gets two sets of turns.
0: Oh, Yikes. right. Yeah, well, I, 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 that didn't happen to me, thankfully.
4: So. Yeah, if that happens, the fight is basically over unless he's already almost dead. <laughs>
0: Well, luckily for me,
2: one, I always play on baby mode, so it's not too hard. But two, I, I always usually make a point to give all my demons the highest level energy drain I can give them. So if if nothing else, I can always you know th- throw that out to heal heal up my MP or um, HP, so that I'm not left too in the lurch. And the other nice thing is that it does give the um, alternate party some good high end items that you can use.
4: Yeah, I do. You uh, just want to like highlight like this is uh, this is a long and difficult game, and uh, I believe I finished the game at level one hundred and eight.
0: <laughs> yes, because you can get DLC to have your level go above hundred. I think you can go up to nine nine nine.
4: Yeah, it's the DLC to break the level cap is free, and I'm not convinced there's any reason to ever not take it uh
0: challenging <laughs> challenging
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean if you do, if you if you're worried about challenge then you've already done something to avoid reaching that level 100 any Yeah day.
0: that's true it's actually pretty easy just to reach 99 because I wouldn't yeah, even we'll just
4: do that in the course of finishing the game because just, it's long just, and that's how the XP curve goes. Yeah.
0: And like uh, in other SMT games, I haven't played that many others, but I, I didn't get anywhere near 99, usually the high 80s. Mm-hmm. And I'd never been able to sh- fuse Shiva before. And this t- game was just like, oh, cool. I could actually get Shiva before the fi- right before the final dungeon. Neat. <laughs>
4: One of my favorite things that you can do, actually, is that after the plot shifts into this portion of the game, you can actually go and find Krishna. And Krishna is very gung-ho on being involved in this final fight.
0: Yeah, because, sure, he's kind of dead, but you can still, of course, fu- uh, create him in a fusion. I think he just kind of reseals himself instead, technically. Yeah,
4: you actually have to go back and find him in order for him to be fusible. Yes. Like, where the entire plot started, you find him. hmm but... Yeah, that, that's a that's a good scene that is technically optional that I would recommend anyone playing the game just go and look for. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I hadn't found it,
0: so that that's an interesting little Easter egg.
2: Yeah,
4: so that's you can
0: get him, and oh yeah, I got to mention. I mean, it's kind of, it's a somewhat minor point, but uh, there, that boy Hallelujah you that joins the party turns out he's actually half demon and t- technically would be a Nephilim because you find out his father is uh, one of the Gregori, uh, like one of the, one of the fallen, a fallen angel, basically. Uh, and you find out that this fallen, I forgot his exact, exact name, but I know what he looks like. Uh, you find out that he's actually currently leading uh, the ashurakai, which was uh, like a gang that was trying to, it was r- t- trying to run Tokyo back in the first game. And he tries to get Hallelujah to join his side, but Hallelujah tells him off. Cause just like, he, you know, you abandoned me. Heck no. And when you find out he's half demon he becomes extremely powerful and really good at elemental magic. Uh, especially, I think, Fire and Ice are his specialties. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, anything else with the plot? I don't know.
2: I mean, o- overall, I found it to be a very uh, very good plot with some relatable characters.
0: Yes, and I, I really like the- how much that improves over especially <laughs> the first game. And um, I- I mean- apparently some other SMT fans aren't don't quite like the whole friendship you know power friendship thing but i say i hack even if it kind of goes against the smt grain i really annoyed it
2: i appreciate that they tried something different with the friendship uh stuff and I, you know i felt like the plot for four was all over the place yeah versus this one where it, it's like you, you had a clear goal pretty much the entire way through mm-hmm and i'm i'm sorry but the friendship is magic thing if if it means you get better characters out of it i appreciate it yeah, same here same here to me, the mark of a really good game is when I forget that these characters I'm playing with on on screen are just video game characters. When I actually feel like I have a friendship with them, and I definitely felt that with this game, especially Asashi.
0: Yes, and I, I really like how they interact with each other, their personalities butt off each other. They get closer over the, you know, it's it's what you, it's what I like to see in any sort of media, let alone a an RPG. And even seeing character (laughs) development—that's something you don't often get, at least in the main series. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: the the main series can kind of get a little bit dry, and I'm I'm hoping that five will fix some of that. But um, that that was my take on. I mean, thank you for summarizing the plot for me because I had I had no idea how was how I was going to summarize that. Um, Any other thoughts on plot? Guess not. Yeah guess
3: not um what what do we think of the gameplays? did you guys like oh man so many changes from four to four apocalypse Mm -hmm. i just where do i start one the difficulty levels were excellent and i feel like it is not easy to get a well-balanced easy mode and i feel like they really nailed baby mode yeah like Baby mode was neither too easy nor too hard.
2: It just felt like even pacing. It was Um, good, baby. and, and even if I did feel like a little bit challenged, I did download the money DLC because that's one thing that always frustrates me in SMT games yep. is never having enough money to do anything. Same. So, so I'm I am more than happy to pay three bucks just to go to world and farm stuff for a little while yeah. just to get money.
0: I, I, yeah, I bought that mostly so I can use the um the compendium to yes <laughs> uh, to, to freely because it's just like after a while, it's just like I just want to fuse these things. I don't want to like create them from scratch and spend a like, like just let me summon it again and then use it in this fusion, please.
2: Oh yes. Because, you know, I, the thought of losing a really good demon or, you know, fusing something and have it just be a wash. I always want to go back to the demon I was using mm-hmm. and being able to have the money to do that is a godsend. And plus for some reason in this game, I got the crazy notion that I was going to complete the compendium And then nobody really had a good version of this compendium to use, to use as a guide. So all I could find online was the original four compendium, which wasn't like one-to-one. So that that endeavor kind of got washed away pretty fast, but I got a good chunk of them.
3: And that's actually one of the other things that I think Apocalypse did so much better than SMT4 is like, I feel like the Division... And quantity of demons was just better in Apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Yes. Particularly at the start of the game. Like I felt like I was always struggling to get more demons or a a broader variety of demons or just get my feet underneath me in terms of demons in SMT four, which is part of the reason that I pieced out on it relatively early. Mm -hmm. But like SMT4A, I always felt like I if I needed a type of spell or some sort of resistance, like if I just looked around, I could find it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And especially yep. in the early game, I got a really good variety to build my initial team off of. That was nice.
2: And, and it's nice being able to carry those good skills from that team forward.
3: Yes!
2: So, so by the end of the game, you're basically, literally fighting with gods, with godlike powers. Like, <laughs> drain energy, and they're all throwing megalodons, or However, you say the name of that spell. Crap, I can't, I can never pronounce the Ma- name of that spell. I
0: think it's Meg, Ma- like
3: Megadalone. I'm not, yeah. something like that. Oh, Megadalone? Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm like, it, isn't that a almighty. dinosaur? Sorry, I know, I, I totally Hold <laughs> <Maggie> on.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, this a really powerful, almighty yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Megadalone, I guess. <laughs> Like I see it all the time, but but yeah, and it has two of my most favorite demons of all uh, It is series, Amaterasu and Huang Long, so that makes me happy.
2: I, I think I ended up with Odin as one of them, and then, god, I cannot remember the other two, even though I can see them in my head. One of them looked like it had a ram's head.
3: In um, a- I Army. think I had, uh, uh, there's two gods in the two devil survivor games that are always against, uh, butting heads against each other.
0: Uh, two gods and I should really know this. Uh, one looks like
3: a vampire dude with a big cape.
0: Oh, oh I, I know. And, um, uh, Balder. I guess
3: I yeah. Know. So I, oh, yeah. I had one of those guys in my party, but I don't remember which one is which.
0: But yeah, that, that'd be Loki's the one with the, the wings and the long hair. But yeah, I've got like right now I've got Demi the Demiurge, uh, Shiva, of course, Vasuki, Susano, Apsu. Just yeah, there's a huge variety of demons to choose from and even a couple of newer ones like although i think krishna technically has kind of popped up in earlier games it has a whole new design in this one so does odin i actually kind of like that they made odin look like something out of uh like uh, uh ultraman or some tokusatsu series mm-hmm. pretty neat take
2: yeah and of course are, are you guys anything like me where you'll sit there and read the compendium oh yeah oh,
4: of course
3: <laughs> wait not everybody does that that's weird. I,
2: I, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm weird. And I love reading the compendium, and it co- it comes in handy because a recent episode of What If had a lot of those demons in a scene.
3: <laughs> yes, it did.
2: Oh, a recent episode of What If and the new Shang-Chi movie had a bunch of the Chinese ones, <laughs> which is like I recognize those guys. But yeah, um, I mean, th- th- there's not a lot more we could say about SMT4 Apocalypse. I. I Done much improvement over the original smt4 oh
0: can i just um, say that i like that uh the like they change like the light and dark spells hama and Mudo and their derivatives uh because instead of oh, just to be the, just damage yes they actually just do damage they do elemental damage and you have to be uh, under the smirk like under the uh smirk um i guess uh whatever, whatever like a condition in order for them to actually do a one hit KO ability these, so you know you oh, don't have uh, to worry about like you know some demon getting a buff, just knocking a you out
3: smirking is a
0: debuff counts as a debuff because you know when, when it's on you it's pretty good guaranteed critical or a certain ability will always happen or almost mm-hmm. always it's bad when your opponents are doing it.
2: Yeah, just a just a tad, but I, I appreciate that change because I can't tell you how many how many of my games have been ruined because my whole team got got mood oed
0: Or just your main character if it's one of those games where it's yeah. just like the main character's dead, you're finished.
2: Like, oh, lovely. I guess I shouldn't be running around here with running around here with dark, weak enemies. <laughs> Uh, Or dark, dark, weak demons, rather. I need to...
0: just like, gotta put that equipment on, too.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and I think that's why I ended up with Kresnik in my party by the end of the game. Because even though he was slightly lower level than he probably should have been for some of that final dungeon stuff, um, he resists light. He nullifies light damage. And so... Yeah, yeah. I finally looked it up. I'm like, I know. Krasnik like, and Goodlock. Yeah. Uh, speaking
2: of Krasnik, I I need to know if you guys remember this or not. In the promotional material for this game, I remember Atlas's j- Japanese YouTube channel having an 8-bit version of kind of the story of the different demons, like Krasnik and Dogda and Dogda's mother. And I went to go find it. Oh, uh, Donu. Yeah, yeah. Donu. And I went to go find those trailers, and they're, they're no longer on uh, Atlas's YouTube channel.
3: Um, is that because they shuffled around their social media at some point in the last few years?
2: I, I am honestly not sure, but I was kind of I was kind of upset because the trailers were really beautiful, and some of the you can find some of the soundtracks from those trailers on YouTube
0: um,
3: mm.
2: that has the eight bit renditions of some of the theme songs. Mm. Can't but, say I
0: heard that. the scene though. Yeah, no,
2: yeah. And it was just one of those things where I was like, did I imagine this, or is it really there? Well, it has to be, because the music is there. Yeah. So, I I follow Atlas's Japanese YouTube channel just to get trailers that we don't get here, or... Getray was a little bit early, and I remember really loving those, um, 8-bit, or not 8-bit ones, they were, like, pixelated, uh, style, and I, you know, obviously, I couldn't hear what was going on in them because they were all narrated in Japanese, but they were really beautiful, and I'm sad that those are kind of scrubbed from the internet, and I wasn't sure if any of you would remember them or not. Probably not, though. Well, I, them. I think, oh, go ahead. I said no, I never saw them, sorry. No, that's cool. I, I didn't think you guys would remember, um. But yeah, I, I think if we have done enough gushing or if there's anything else we wanted, wanted to add as far as the plot or the, um, the game gameplay or what have you, I think we're ready to move on to our roundtable unless you guys got, have something else you want to say mm-hmm. D- doesn't sound like it. So after a quick musical interlude, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about our favorites, what we like the most about the characters, the music, the endings, what have you. So stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to RPG Backtrack. We are getting into our Shima tensei Four Apocalypse Roundtable, where we t- kind of talk our own personal touch about the game, what we liked, um, what are who our favorite characters were, that kind of thing. Um, I always like asking first, "What is your most memorable moment from the game? Something that kind of stuck with you?" Dying
3: immediately. <laughs> like to me, that that blew my mind because. I had been so disappointed by SMT4 that I really knew, like, nothing going into SMT4 Apocalypse. And so, like, being five minutes into the game and, whoops, you're dead, was like, whoa, what? Are you checking also, the main character dying? Or you, yeah, you- no. Okay. The main character, the main character, like dies and is immediately resurrected as a God Slayer. See, I watched the
2: original trailer a million times, so that wasn't a surprise to me.
3: Yeah, no, I, I feel like I was just avoiding the media around it because I just had no interest in it, just because SMT four had like broken my heart. That and everybody dying from being poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, four broke your heart and apocalypse
0: mended it. Yep. No. What about you, Cassandra? Okay, so yeah, for me, so we touched upon it earlier. It's when Danu creates uh, like, cre- creates a new version of Dagda, because it's right after Nanashi chooses to side su- to with his friends instead of Dagda, and Dagda but it says, like, I- I'm still going to make you do it, and if I die, you'll die too. So then Danu... She has enough power because earlier in the game she had absorbed the goddess Inanna, uh, and it's she, like she just just straight up just creates a entirely new Dogda who had who a, a lot nicer. And Dogda's kind of horrified, like I can't believe you just did that. You're going to replace me with this guy. So you fight Dogda, you defeat him. He does say, "Well, well, you know, nice going, kid." Not like yeah. like in a nice way, like saying like you you're able to beat me, so I guess I did something right. And it's just it's kind of horrifying because it's just like. Okay, you're not being cooperative, so I'm just going to create a whole new you and replace you. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, and again, you know, the, the peace route. You know, this is the peace route. This is the then the the quote unquote kinder route, and you just. Replace, and you just straight up replace one person with a with a nicer, more cooperative version, even if it's for the greater good because then none of your friends have to die you don't have to recreate the universe and possibly just become, you know a tyrannical god yourself, maybe
2: I mean, what better way to deal with an annoying kid than
0: to just wipe him out and replace him with a nicer one <laughs> well, that, and they just uh-huh. it, it, it creates the double, like, when he's still alive too, so that's kind of horrible that's also kind of hor- horrible, just, just watching himself being recreated and of course, I also like the fact that you can actually, you know, defeat Kill Yave himself in this game after not really being able to, in the West, at least until they maybe remake those other games. Oh, I'm I'm hoping. Hey, I'd be all here. Yeah, and yes, I would even re I even replay like a re-release of Megami Tensei too. At least like to try it, even if I probably wouldn't. It would be hard. as
4: So, those, those NES games are hard to play.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I'll, I've, I'll take. I'll take you know, the, uh, the, the SNES remake, Huyaku Megami Tensei. Yeah, I've never yeah, touched the... the original
2: NES versions. I've only touched the Sheens on the Super Nintendo.
4: Even the remake is not, uh, remake those, is well. not a huge remake. <laughs> yeah,
2: but at least you don't have to save using passwords.
4: <laughs> that's true, that's true. That's true.
2: true. Um, David, did you have a memorable moment?
4: Uh, I, I really think, uh, like, getting to the, the bit where... Like, Flynn reveals himself to be a snake man. Uh, Because, like, you know that the game's not over, but you're not necessarily certain how it's going to turn to reveal that it's not over. And so when that happens, it's like, oh, that's that's a lot to take in all at once.
5: Yeah,
2: that always amuses me when games kind of have false endings like that. Yeah, and you know something's
0: wrong with Flynn, but you didn't think, oh, okay, that's where Shessa's going to
4: come Oh, you were a snake, okay. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean,
3: can a guy just be a snake? No,
4: uh, not typically. It, it <laughs> not when that's
3: work. sold. This is SMT, Kelly. The answer is most assuredly no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Well,
2: mine. So I talked about this game a lot about on RPG Cast because it came out my first year on RPG Cast. And as I was getting through it, I was complaining about the final dungeon because, as you guys you guys all finished it, the final dungeon is a doozy.
3: It's huge.
2: It's yeah. huge. It's confusing. There's all sorts of warp points, and Even at the with time, a walk- with a
0: walkthrough, it'll still take you at least yeah. An
2: hour. And at the time, the only walkthrough I could find was in Japanese, so I'm also having to deal with you know trying to c- conflate symbols to figure out where I'm warping. And uh, talking to Anna's husband, Chris, at RPG Cast, he's like, "How bad is this dungeon?" And on the show, I showed him the map, and he was like, "Oh my God, Kelly, this dungeon looks awful!" Right, right on the air. And I just like, "Yep, okay, it's not just me being a being a baby." Um, I showed him this dungeon, and he's horrified. So I, I feel vindicated that it's not just me thinking that this thing is hard. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> And 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 talking about SMT four apocalypse, whatever the final dungeon brings up. I just love showing other RPG fans the dungeon and be like, Yeah, this this dungeon's kind of a nightmare. if if anything it's my Kinda. one complaint cut a little bit. <laughs> Very much a nightmare. It's if anything, it's my one complaint about the game It's just that dungeon is way yeah. too nuts. Um and, and as crazy as the one in Strange Journey was, at least that one you could kind of navigate. And in, in Redux, you had better navigation skills. This one is just... There's no getting through getting through it without a walkthrough. I don't see how. So, not necessarily a, g- a good memory, but a memory, especially Chris's <laughs> reaction. And then we get into... who Who's your favorite character?
3: Daga! I love him! He's like... the the sneakiest little shit and i am here for it
0: (laughs) with such a charming accent too
3: yes yep
0: light enough not to be obnoxious uh but yeah i guess uh my favorite character said earlier my favorite character is um hallelujah Again, I like that he's—you know seemingly unassuming. He's this kid that the Ashurikai says, hey, how, "Why don't you go with them for the time being?" Uh, he has a, a unique demon, Chironopu, who's actually pretty useful because he can like prevent status ailments and also prevent your characters from getting like surviving with one hp um and he's and he's uh he's a deadpan starker the whole way through especially with navarre and with gaston Mm -hmm. (laughs) and of course later you find out he's actually half demon and has a very interesting backstory especially with that uh, his fallen angel father yeah
2: it's funny because when i see character art like his in the game i'm like oh boy is this kid gonna be annoying and he actually turned out to be pretty nice Mm mm-hmm Getting into my favorite character, I really liked Navarre just because I felt like he kind of, I mean, he was a jackass in the original game, but at the same time, he kind of got the short end of the stick. And in this game, I felt like they really redeemed him and that they made him a much nicer person. And I also appreciated that you know, you got such awesome buffs with him and uh you didn't have to waste turns doing buffs yourself and his the um juicing i think it was called juicing buff was particularly handy because it gave you more hp like above your uh average or not, not above your average above your max hp which was just a godsend in that last fight and
0: yeah N- navarre was hilarious yep nice way to redeem that character for sure
2: yeah, um, sorry, David's been having awful internet all night tonight, but I'm reading his Skype message. Tell the world I would have said Dagda, but it's taken and my internet is cursed, so I'll go with Nozome and Danu just because Nozome felt, Nozome felt underused in 4 Vanilla and it felt like they utilized her potential much better here. Yeah, I agree with that. I love yeah. Nozome. Yes,
0: yeah, so uh, she clean. was my favorite early on before uh, Haluli join and i I really find it neat that like she didn't even have a portrait in the first game yeah she had voiced lines but uh she was basically part of this set of sub of uh side quests when eventually she would become the fairy queen after they managed to find danu but danu was actually in the form of uh the demon black maria instead so they brought her back here as a you know full fledged major character and danu as an actual you know in, in actual uh the unique demon instead of just kind of merge with uh an earlier demon so it's really neat what they did and she's a really cool character
2: i think david's back if you want to read actually read yours no no
4: that's fine that's fine okay no one d- needs to hear my voice like i express my <laughs> thoughts
2: <laughs> okay my my bad um <laughs> So, uh what in- I mean, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but what ending did you guys get again?
3: So, at the by the end of the game, I was like, "Oh, well, I I need to see this massacre ending. It sounds like it'll be amazing, but it went against my general character." And so when I attempted to get that ending, all of my demons got taken away. Hmm. Yeah. And so I ended up going with the more um peaceful bond ending. Um and that was just humanity is saved and out of the clutches of jehovah and also not in the clutches of dogda and so everybody wins except dogda but he doesn't deserve to win
5: <laughs> well he uh, still a kind of around of just, wins.
3: yeah original dogda doesn't win <laughs> that's true
2: right yeah and that was the one that i got the Yeah, ha- everybody's happy smiling group portrait at the end mm.
0: ending yeah i think it's uh, i i think the massacre ending is also harder even if you did like choose the right options to not get your demons taken away. uh, Yeah, it's a harder fight. Yeah, because it's a harder fight. You have to fight your friends. Also, like, at the very end, you don't get, like, Flynn is still around, but you don't get the whole party up with Walter and uh, Jonathan and Isabeau. And instead, it's just Flynn and Satan. And also, you only get one partner instead of all your partners. So it's it's a harder game, too, (laughs) if you go the massacre route.
2: One of these days during an SMT game, I'm going to go full bastard, but I have a hard time doing it same here yeah um did, did you guys have a particular favorite song
3: dogda's theme i feel like a broken record here i was
0: gonna say you you stand dogda
4: yes i do stand dogda yep he was way more amusing to listen to than Burroughs. <laughs> well
0: yeah i mean that's not hard he has a personality
4: yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're gonna have a character that's going to just sort of chill out the entire time and in your ears just commentating he might as well at least be interesting
0: yeah that's true yeah but okay in my case it's it's the final boss theme it's called to become god's enemy which is the battle against yave's second form i I mean i know but i I love boss battle fights and this one was just really really cool yeah all of the
2: boss and battle music in this game was really good and i appreciated that it seemed to kind of call back to the original battle theme in the snes games
0: yeah, I think like the, I think the dungeon music in Yave's universe is uh, p- it incorporates part of the music from uh, SMT2's Yave fight, I believe. Oh, uh, it was a neat little callback.
2: It, it, it had been so long since I played SMT2; I didn't even pick up on that. Interesting. I'll have to go back and listen to that now. Mm-hmm. Um, what a, did you have a favorite song, David?
4: Uh, I'll admit I don't remember much about this game's soundtrack, although that was also because I was playing it a lot in places where it's like, well, better turn off the sound. So <laughs> Yeah,
2: that, that's the, this, it's always such a hard question for me when I'm playing portable games, too, just because yeah, right. I am used to playing with the sound down. I'm trying to play portable game like my Switch now with the sound up a little bit so it's not disturbing people, but I can still hear it.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: I, I but, use headphones. Yeah,
4: yeah. I, I'll I'll break out the headphones for games for for a lot of games, but like for Apocalypse, it just didn't work out.
5: Uh, no,
2: no worries. It happens. Um, for for me, uh, it ended up being the main theme of the game that was also in the teaser trailer and the end credits, and that's why I said that I watched the teaser trailer so many times because I fell in love with that song. That was in the initial teaser trailer that showed the, the cinematic with um, Dogda reviving Navarre and the woman getting cut in half. You know, that nice bloody cutscene that you, you could actually download as free DLC and watch anytime, um, which was kind of neat. But um, their initial song's only like a minute long, but then in the end credits, you get a much longer version. And this came out at about the same time that I was really starting to get into synthwave music, which is kind of 80s, um, basically Boyd Runner soundtrack type stuff. And that that song is just the perfect synthwave song for me. I, I've, I've had it jamming all week while doing my research for this show. And you'll probably hear both of these songs when Matt edits this together. We, we always like to pop in our favorites, mm-hmm. if you haven't heard and then fi- finally, um, you know, I have I have an associative memory, so I always remember what I'm doing when I'm playing certain games, and I like to ask people that same question, just because you get a lot of interesting stuff about the points in their life. Like, I'll, I'll never forget Matt's association with Legend of Dragoon which is legendary, but I, I want to know, what, what were you guys doing when you was playing this game?
3: Um, I feel like I'd had some sort of surgery around there, although I feel like I say that every time I'm on the backtrack. <laughs> um, I think the, the big sort of memory for me is, like, the start of 2017 is when I decided, all right, the Vita is kind of starting to see its swan song. The Switch is coming out. I'm going to play all of my Vita games that I've been meaning to play for years. And so SMT4 Apocalypse was one of, like, maybe the last 10 games that I played on my 3DS. And so uh, that's probably why I have such, like, strongly crystallized memories of Apocalypse. It was, like, it was one of the last 3DS games
0: I played. What a good game to end it on.
3: Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. Definitely ended on a high note for me. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Okay so yeah for me I played this game relatively recently uh, I was I had started it in 2019 and then J- JRPG July event was about to start, so I figured, okay, I'll I'll finish up this game and Fire Emblem Three Houses will come out at the end of that month. Maybe I'll be able to finish it in time and get onto that one. So I, I you know, I remember like you know playing it as much as I could in the week, taking very terrible screenshots with my cell phone and really missing the Meverse <laughs> or some better way to take screenshots on that. Yeah, and I... uh, sorry. No, 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 I just, I'm
2: I'm lamenting that because I too kind of hate that you can't get good screenshots on a 3DS other than just taking a picture of the screen. Yeah, not anymore
0: anyway. Uh, which I guess the system is practically dead as it is. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, so during the for the the final write, like the final write up uh, before, since I wanted to spend a few hours into uh, three houses before then, uh, I guess it was a Thursday night. I don't exactly remember. I, I'm pretty sure it was before Friday when they they usually have to be finished up. I stayed up all night, and by all night I mean into like the wee hours of the morning trying Dang. to finish the game and this included all of yabe's yabe's universe the final dungeon oh, Just like, geez. okay i'm gonna follow a walkthrough to get through this and it still took me over an hour of course i, I imagined i was like nodding off every so often as well and i i think i, I may have went to bed at maybe like 4:30. it might have been it was more like a nap i know it was it rather than like an actual sleep that evening since i had work at 8 a.m that morning the next oh morning. wow like, you was, mad woman I know, I know, complete, <laughs> complete mad woman. I know. So Ouch. despite, dis, you know, despite how late that was, I, I still really remember like how the ending went down and the fight. It was still pretty exciting. So I guess I got a shot of adrenaline finally reaching there before <laughs> the game ended. Just like, okay, fine, I'm gonna go to bed. And I distinctly remember not really putting too much time to three houses because that following evening, I think I fell asleep at 9:30 p.m. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, aren't you glad that you can equip stuff that you don't have to get into random encounters in that game?
0: yes so yes. I mean, it was still ridiculously long but at least and they were all 99 anyways so it's not like I needed the fights yeah and uh and, and I still find it funny that I just I just finished apocalypse and then started three houses and then the word dogda was significant again although Dogda is a continent in that game and not a person, <laughs> not a god like no it's haunting me <laughs> so yeah good times uh stay getting no sleep that night notwithstanding
3: <laughs> I ended up staying up super late to finish smt4am um, because I had no idea how long that last dungeon was.
0: I mean, normally I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to put this into sleep mode and do take it on the other. And I'm just like, no, I got to finish it so I can write. I can write. And then, <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, once again, I, I'll never forget that final dungeon being a pain in the ass. Uh, David, did you have any memories?
4: Uh, I remember this was one of the last, like, as is going to be a pattern, this was one of the last 3DS games that I really sunk my teeth into... Uh, it got bumped from my initial time I probably would have played it, because, uh, the sixth Ace Attorney game came out around the same time. But, or at least I feel like it did. Maybe I just (laughs) spent too long and that ended up taking up my time either way, but, uh, but when I, I got around to it because a friend was, uh, talking it up who had started playing it before me, and, uh, like so, like they, they kind of pulled me into it, and I, I was glad I did. It's it's a really it's a really neat game. It might have also been something that I uh, picked up around that time because I think I was playing it. I do not want to open the wound that the statement will cause, but I was playing it in the lead up to Persona Five. Oh wow! Yeah. so
2: Did you? I forgot. Did you have bad history with Persona? 5?
3: Persona Five?
4: No, I love Persona Five, but I know oh. that a lot of people don't.
3: Oh, so I I think that almost everybody here loves Persona Five.
4: Okay, so we're in the so I'm in good company. This time. you're
3: you're oh. in the we love Persona Zone. Yeah, if if I had Josh and Sam on, then did, did there would be one. Thing
4: yeah, I know. This? I I just remember the backtrack around that game was apparently. <laughs> if you had quite Josh and broad. Sam
3: on, this would be an explicit tag podcast. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: Where they but, still yeah. feel? Were they still feel bad about making me change my mind about Persona Five? <laughs>
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I love that game, but I, in mixed company, it is a, uh, <laughs> it's a long string of questions about where this conversation is going to go. But I don't, wanna, I don't want to distract from SMT4 Apocalypse, which is a wonderful game that right. I love a lot. Right.
2: <laughs> no, no, no worries.
4: But Uh-oh. yeah, so I, I was glad that uh, this this set of in, this confluence of influences caused me to actually get around to uh, Apocalypse, not super late while there were still uh, people to discuss it with
2: <laughs> yeah yeah um getting into my memories so i i don't know if i've talked about this little tradition of mine or not but every couple of years or so um pandemics notwithstanding uh, my husband and i will take a vacation to colorado springs um so, so that we can go up pike's peak and go to some of the shops there there um Denver has a really cool used game store called Game Force that's like was like my first um, experience buying import games uh, from a US seller. So it's it's like a nice little vacation. And the first time we went up there, it happened to be around my birthday and my husband let me open one of my birthday presents so that I'd have something to do on the way there because it's like I live in Kansas and it's like an eight hour drive. So um, he, he let me open up my birthday present And it was when Shibagami Tensei Soul Hackers came out And so that's what I played the entire way there then And then the next time we went It happened to be around my birthday And that's when Devil Summoner 2 came out So I s- somehow ended up with this weird tradition Of every time we drive to Colorado Is around the time when the Meg- uh, SMT game releases so, we happened to be going to Colorado in October, and this game came out in September. So, it's like, okay, I'm getting the game on the release and I'm putting it aside, and that's what I'm going to play while we drive to Colorado. <laughs> and, and that's just my, my memory of the game is, um, you know, booting it up and starting it out while we're on the road trip. And what a pain in the ass it is for a game that dark trying to play in a car. Um, because I could barely see the screen, and yeah, there's like a there's like a stretch of road or a stretch of highway between the Kansas Colorado border and I want to say Salina, Kansas, where there is nothing. I mean, it's just like barren grasslands and like the occasional overpass once in a while. So. <laughs> Just play, playing through that, and g- going through the some of the levels and stuff, and just having that associative memory. And yeah, that it became part of my tradition, and th- this year we're going to be going in October. And if we waited one month, I'd be playing SMT5, but since we don't want to wait... Um, I'm going to be playing New Nocturne on our way up there. So, continuing the tradition as it is. Not necessarily with a new uh, SMT game, but eh, close enough. Hey, yeah, I mean, there probably always will be one available.
5: <laughs> and yeah,
2: think- yeah. So, eh, every time there's an SMT game out, we're probably going to go to Colorado, and I'll sa- save the game for that trip, because I'll always have that association. And... Yeah, that that that's my memory.
1: See, this is why I never want to have a Legend of Dra- Dragoon remake, because, <laughs> you know, I might get divorced again. That would be horrible. Oh, so. no. Yeah, we don't <laughs> want to establish, establish a pattern. Nope, let's not get a pattern going there. <laughs> no.
3: But I yeah, support th- this policy of no LOD remakes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I want a remake just so that people can re-experience the pain.
3: No!
5: The game still available I'm, I'm out sure there. that
4: Jim Ryan thinks that the game is secretly a trash can, so. You know.
2: <laughs> well, um, just getting into the price and availability, um, it is $29.99 on the eShop, and it goes on sale all the time when Atlas, you know, throws their entire catalog on sale every once in a while.
4: Maybe get um, that sooner than later before the eShop shuts yeah, down.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because the uh, physical copies have shot up in price from like sixty-five for the cart to eighty-one for CIB.
3: I think I sold it for even more than that not that long ago.
2: Huh? I was just looking at what price tracking was. Did Did you even sell it with the pens that came with it?
3: Um, no, I kept those. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I
4: still have yeah. those, too. But if you're looking to sell your copy, wait a few more months and then see what happens to the price. <laughs>
2: yeah. What, what before these uh, private auctioneers ruin all the game prices for everyone? No,
3: I think he's implying that once SMT5 hits, there will be a renaissance of people that are looking to play the older
4: games. <laughs> oh. it's, it's SMT5 and when the eShop shuts yeah, down in should, early 2022. at
0: least closer to likely shutting down. <laughs> hey, physical forever, baby. <laughs>
4: Unless you're one of those unlucky European people that got those, like, bad batch of Pokemon cards.
1: That
2: oh.
4: was Kataria Fables again.
2: Oh. <laughs> you just, Physical I, forever. I, hey, I, I, I'll answer that when you answer how Monster Harvest is. <laughs> oh,
3: I'm sure we'll go into this on the RPG cast this week.
5: <laughs>
1: it's going to go great.
3: Look,
2: look, I don't mind paying digital if it's a mediocre game and I pay half the price for it. Here, here. But... SMT games for me will always be physical because they're usually mostly good. Um, I mean, at
3: this point, SMT games for me are physical because there's no guaranteeing I'm going to like it. Yeah,
4: that's true. And they'll appreciate and value anyway. <laughs> yes,
3: yes. There's that. So, um...
2: I appreciate you guys being on the cast. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Cassandra. Thank you, David. It's always a pleasure having you guys on uh, the gush SMT with me because I freaking love this series. And it's nice having friends that I can actually talk about to gush the series with. Um, yeah. as, as mainstream as it's gotten in the past few years, it's still kind of an obscure RPG. I mean, compared to like Persona.
5: It's yeah. So yeah.
4: Also, every I, time I find people to discuss it with, they are always, like, enraged that it's not, like, their personal favorite entry, so...
2: <laughs> Just uh, don't, don't go to r slash ten. Oh, see I've a lot
4: never of- No, there, no,
3: no, do not want... Nope, nope, oh, nope, avoid... Yeah, nope. avoid. No, that's
2: okay. I, I like that subreddit for the memes. I don't like it for the persona hate.
4: I once knew a man who took his uh, copy of Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne on a tour of Tokyo... <laughs> he took pictures with it
3: weird flex but okay
2: <laughs> is that like some westy blooms blue slime stuff but with the <laughs> cart or did, i'm sorry not the cart the
4: disc he, he was holding the entire box
2: <laughs> okay
4: okay was you were born it was well, a very the- strange choice <laughs> even as a joke <laughs>
0: And oh. I think there's isn't there like a sort of rule that every numbered SMT has to take place in Tokyo, which is why strange journey wasn't for? You know that might be it because I I've mean heard for the, that
1: but for Japan at least not maybe they, they've
4: specific. moved uh, to they, they've like they've they when strange journey redux came out they they kind of like clarified that like while that was something they considered, that's not why uh, strange journey wasn't for ah, okay. yeah, okay. Because
2: if you ask me, I think Strange Journey should be the real four. Well, maybe Strange, Strange Journey
4: was
5: with the not friends we made just in Such <laughs> an unfriendly game.
2: <laughs> that's that's true. I don't know. Just for for the longest time, I didn't. Well, no, actually, I considered Strange Journey to be the real three because for the longest time, I didn't like Nocturne. But my <laughs> my opinion on that's going to change with the remake.
4: I'm playing it and I'm just remembering, like, this is still a neat game and I'm still not huge on it.
2: (laughs) Um, I'm sorry. I I might have brought this up on RPG Cast, but I'll just say it for those that don't know. I famously spent $80 on Nocturne because I bought it when it it was super rare and I didn't want another Earthbound situation where I held on on it and then it like quadrupled in price. And played through it and got an absolute shit ending because I made bad choices and was like, I can't believe I paid $80 for this. I hate this game. Because I think, like, a month after I bought it, Atlas did one of those quiet re-releases that they don't say they do, but then all of a sudden copies just start showing up in game stores out of nowhere.
4: Yeah, it's not and, even really a re-release, it's just like a reprint that just suddenly happens.
2: yeah. Yeah, they, they did that with a bunch of games at the end of the PS1 life cycle, too. So, yeah. like, I was pissed that not only I overpaid for this game, but I didn't even really like it that much. So, I was very famously a Nocturne hater. Like, I didn't understand why people disliked that game. But I said I was going to give it another fair shake when um, the remake came out, where, you know, you could actually mess around with the difficulty um and uh yeah yeah now that when you play in baby mode it even it adjusts the random encounter issue which that alone is a godsend
4: i mostly throw on merciful just to grind because it makes it so that it's much faster because you get more exp
3: yeah yeah but the encounter rate is lower
4: yeah but i'm also not paying attention when i'm grinding (laughs) that makes sense
3: Uh, that's yeah, true. So, um,
2: so yeah, I, I've, I will come around on that, but I still think Strange Journey is the best Simpsons T game, but that's just me.
4: I think 4 Apocalypse is my current favorite, actually, of the main lines. Yeah, mainline for me, too, 4 Apocalypse.
3: Yep, same here, because oh, I haven't oh. finished any of the other ones, because I bail out of them.
0: Okay, <laughs> num- numbered entries for me, it's two.
4: Fair, fair. Mm-hmm. I need to actually play one and two properly, even though they're deeply unfriendly, I think. Yeah, I think now it's about the time I should do that. <laughs> um,
2: play them on an emulator. You'll have you'll have a much better time with same states. Oh, I
4: know exactly which versions I'll be playing.
2: Yeah, um, there's I think there's even a ROM hack version that hacks in the map so that it maps it to the left shoulder button on SMT
4: one. I probably won't do that. I usually try to play games the way they were made, but. Maybe if I get desperate. <laughs>
2: oh, oh if, if a game has a UI thing that's going to make it so that you don't have to dig three levels into a menu to find something like a map, I will play that version. That's
4: fair, that's fair.
2: But I, I'm also Good notoriously call. lazy. Uh, so, yeah, SMT4 Apocalypse, we, we like it. I, I definitely recommend playing it and getting your hands on it as soon as you can. Because um, either, yeah, either the eShop's going to disappear or copies are going to get <laughs> expensive.
4: Mm-hmm. Please uh, um, let's just put these games on other platforms so that they don't disappear into obscurity.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, I I appreciate Nippon HG lately for putting a bunch of their older stuff on uh, Switch because they yeah. I think they've done both pretty games. They've got two the two NIS classics because just this week they announced MacKay um, King and CHP. Yeah, so. I, I'm for people doing their old releases. I know that people like to complain about that stuff, but no, ma- make stuff available.
4: Jack Frost presents SMT Archives.
2: Oh, that way they could do uh, Jack Brothers.
4: Fine. <laughs> that would be Someone has to interesting on a I modern
0: console. Before, right? <laughs> I mean, hey, if they could release Jin Megami Tensei if, I mean, I'll play the entire back catalog. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, that's a game. Uh, do dude, Jack
0: not... Brothers... Do that
2: one weird uh, platformer that was a browser-only game.
4: Oh, yeah, that one had really cute sprite art. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Put in Revelations the Demon Slayer just so I can laugh at it.
0: <laughs> I mean, it isn't, Is it? It, that's the, the, the Game Boy game. It, it, it's not
4: hard, It's one of the right? Last Bible games, yeah. Yeah,
0: it's not hard. It's just, I don't know. Weird. Yeah,
4: it, It's just very funny to me that they renamed it from Last Bible to Revelations the Demon Slayer, <laughs> the most generic name possible. I
0: guess, yeah. Just, can they call the demons monsters in that game for some reason?
4: The monster slayer.
0: Oh, it was before uh, before SMT for
2: became kids. popular. Well, way yeah. before.
4: They had like this idea that they were gonna localize the SMT like brand as Revelations, and it got as far as the Demon Slayer in Persona, and then they were like, "Okay, we're done." <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: So um, I, I think we're ready to wrap up. We're getting into other SMT topics. Uh, Matt, do you want? Uh, th- thank you guys. By the way, I, I have not thank you all. Actually, I already did thank you. But you I did, want to thank uh, you again. Yes, you're welcome. Because I, I I appreciate you guys very much for coming to hang out with us to talk about these games. Um, um, Next show is going to be Solita Robo. So, speaking of incredibly rare <laughs> DS games,
4: oh, uh, what a game!
3: Otherwise known as RPG Backtrack. So, you think you're yep. a furry? <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Oh boy.
3: <laughs> hey, I I was a
2: furry long before I joined this cast, buddy.
3: <laughs> no, Kelly. The proper but, answer to that is, oh, I understood that reference.
2: Oh, that too. <laughs> Me. Well, well, Matty. Before we get into the furry topic, do you want to
1: take us out? Oh, please, 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 please. So, I was debating how to end this tonight, you know, especially knowing that the whole Law and Chaos paths are pretty much the bad endings of this game. Um, and, you know, Hannah pays all our salaries. David's the only thing keeping Q&A Quest alive and awake weekly. So, kind of figured the massacre ending wouldn't go over too well with uh, all of you all dead. So, um, and since... You know, friendship is indeed magical, and we had a little love fest here at the end. Um, I'm just going to be completely neutral tonight, since this is a game I've not played. And I'll go with a Bond's ending and say thank each one of you for being on here and talking about this game. And thank you to all our listeners out there for sticking with us. I love you all. Friendship is magical. Goodbye.
3: Lesson three. Bye-bye.